Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm slightly better you're back with the Scottish Football Betting Podcast where I'm joined by Greg and David Wellison all the way from Norway. How's it going guys? Yeah, good, thank you. Going good to be back. Good, thank you. Our first full podcast of the season, of the year. Yeah, you too. We're back. It's a full card. Uh, Scottish Premiership is back. There is some midweek games this midweek, which we'll maybe touch on as we go through. But yeah, as you say, Greg, it's the first Premiership card of 2024 to look forward to. Indeed, it is. I think we've obviously had the winter break, so no Scottish Premiership games since the second of January. We've had some pretty brutal weather in Scotland over the last couple of weeks. I know, David, that's not brutal for you. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. But and we had the Scottish Cup last weekend. So, yeah, this is the first full card. Premiership, Championship, League One and League Two. And very much looking forward to it. Yeah, a lot to go through. Obviously, the Scottish Cup last weekend, some interesting results in there. Uh, and a few moves in the transfer market as well, which we'll maybe touch on as we go through. Squads obviously preparing themselves for the, the second half of the season. Uh, so a few interesting moves around Scotland, which might affect how we're thinking this weekend. Uh, let's get started straight away, though. We've got six Premiership car, uh, games on the card this weekend, starting with a lunchtime kickoff in Paisley, Greg, at St Mirren against Rangers. Ahead of that, Rangers are playing tonight. We're recording this podcast on Wednesday, so they are at Easter Road tonight uh, with a chance to reduce the gap to five points tonight. If they win, they could reduce it to two with a victory in Paisley on Saturday. Yeah, I think one to three for the away win on, on Saturday lunchtime. I think it's probably it's not the worst of prices, actually. I think they'll go off a lot shorter than that. And other than that kind of New Year defeat, by Celtic, which from a Rangers perspective is massively disappointing. They were in terrific form going into that game. And I think it's the first time you could probably say that some Celtic fans were maybe a little bit worried about that match. But Celtic got the three points are in pole position once again and Rangers are playing catch-up. Can't afford any more slip-ups, but I don't see them slipping up here on, on Saturday. St Mirren, um still having a pretty decent season, but I wouldn't say they're in great form. Three wins in 15 now for St Mirren. I mean, you look at it like that, it's, it's, I guess it's been a poor couple of months for them, but I think St Mirren are aided by the fact that there's a lot of really poor teams in that league um, at the moment. I could rattle off four or five teams, so I think St Mirren are going to be well in the mix for that top six spot. I, I think they, they might lose out, potentially. I know Kamarnik are having a great season. 8-1 uh, to one for the home win. There's, there's not really an angle here for me in this match, and for me, I think it's just best left alone. I thought you might have been interested in some corners, Greg. It's one of the it's a feel to it. Like you, you know, you always like to back the underdogs in some of these games. Yeah, I do. I just think for St Mirren, they actually haven't been hitting that many corners. Actually, I think St Mirren's home games this season have been kind of void of corners. There's been a real lack of corners this season in St Mirren home games in comparison to last season, where they were hitting seven or eight a game St Mirren at home. But not so many this year. Uh, I think Rangers will win the corner count in this match quite comfortably. And I don't think Rangers have actually excelled in their away games this season. They've got the job done. A lot of 2-0 wins. And this game has got that kind of 2-0 win feel about it for me, for, for Rangers. Yeah, uh, David, just uh, I think it's 11 games since St Mirren have beaten Rangers. They've lost 10 and drawn one of the last 11. Is there any case to be made for them getting a, a result on Saturday? Um, no, I don't think so. I think Greg's got it spot on. Like their, their home form has been decent this year. They, they've won five of their eleven, which is pretty pretty good. But they've 
they've struggled against the uh, against the old firm. Three 0 Celtic beat them there. Three 0 Rangers beat them there. Um, as Greg mentioned, the corners they didn't hit a lot. They hit three against Rangers. They hit one against Celtic in the last home game. And yeah, they just they've, they've had a good good season so far, but they're far below the quality that it requires to beat the old firm. Understandably, um, understandably so. And I think that will play out again at the weekend. Yeah, as we say, pretty short price, Greg, for the, the Rangers win. Yeah, it's one to three. I'll be a Jim Dale Hunt special. Add that to your ACA. And I'm fairly, <laughs> fairly confident that one to three shot will land. I don't think one to three come Saturday. They'll probably go off one to four, one to five. Yeah. Uh, Celtic are already one to ten. David to win uh, on Saturday. They play Ross County. I'm not sure if you came across Derek Adams during the course <laughs> of your career, yeah, but um, he's he certainly not making too many friends uh, up and down wall at the moment either with his own club, probably, but certainly fans of Scottish football as well. No, he's he's a very strange character. Um, Derek Adams always has been very odd, um, odd guy to deal with. Um, obviously, did pretty well with his first spell at Ross County, or I don't know, maybe second spell, or I don't know. But yeah, uh, he um, yeah, obviously not making friends with his comments regarding the quality of Scottish football and. Hasn't hasn't started well for him. Um, obviously that three 0 defeat to Aberdeen um, on the second of January is that the last league game they played? Um, yeah, yeah, just just really really poor and hammered by Thistle in the cup um, last week. Three 0 at home. Um, yeah, it's not good preparation going into a trip to Celtic Park. Um, I can't. Can't say anything other than than a, a very very comfortable home win um, for Celtic. Yeah, it was another bizarre post match interview from from Adams after the game, Greg, especially when he's going down three 0 to a Championship side. Yeah, it really was. I've, I haven't I've never seen a, a start for a manager go so wrong so quickly. It's not been a great start at all for him. I don't think they've not won any matches yet. They've, I think they've got one draw, and that was a draw at, at Tynecastle. That defeat last weekend, as David said, though, was really damning. 3-0 at home to Thistle. Thistle doing okay in the Championship, um, but they're a shadow of the team they were last season, given the fact and that... And their away form's not great either. Yeah, and they lost four or five of their key players last season, so to go up to Dingwall and batter them 3-0, great for Thistle, but really, really embarrassing for, for Ross County. And uh, I agree with David here. 22-1 to 1 for the Ross County win. 1-10 to 10 for Celtic. I think you can give me 50-1 to 1 for Ross County. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't put any money on it. <laughs> um, Celtic will win this match very comfortably. In terms of an angle, obviously we, we've done very well this season on Celtic first half corners. The bookies have wisened up a little bit. The, the overall corners line though is set at 12.5. So that just shows you the bookies have caught on a little bit around match corners. Celtic first half corners though to get four is four to nine. Now I know four to nine doesn't seem to be a, a great price, but for Celtic to get four first half corners, yeah. four to nine is absolute banker material yeah. and should be part of any double or single if you want to do a single on it. But I just think Celtic will hit probably four or five at least in that first half. They're ten to eleven to hit five first half corners, but very much believe they'll definitely hit the, the four at four to nine. Yeah, I think you and I spoke, Greg, about the corner count on Sunday against Bucky Thistle. They're in the, the fifth tier. Celtic were, were 65 at one point to hit uh, six or more first half corner, corners, which they duly did. It just felt like a massive price. And again, this weekend, you can't not back uh, those kind of prices, 10 to 11 on five or more against Ross County. 
Yeah, it's, I, I don't think we've we've not lost off many of these bets in the Celtic corners. We've maybe had maybe a dozen or so bets, and I think we've only lost two of them. So yeah, we very much advocate uh, backing Celtic corners again this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know it probably would sound like a broken record, but you know if it is going to keep paying profit for us, then then why not just stick well, yeah, it? there's two things. There's it continue to win for us, but also we we'll still get the price. If yeah. the price goes, we'll stop backing it, but there's still a bit of value, I think, on especially the 4-9, to nine, but the 10-11 to 11 as well for 5 still looks good. Yeah. Yep, uh, one of the games of the weekend is going to be at Tynecastle, David, it's Hearts v Aberdeen. Uh, really good comeback for Hearts last night, albeit I think uh, Naismith described the, the half-time at Tynecastle as being toxic when they were 2-0 down against Indeed, but they managed to turn it around. Um, and they're now eight points clear and third at the moment against an Aberdeen side who look as if they might be showing signs of turning the corner a wee bit. Four wins in their last five. Uh, they're at home at St. Johnson tonight, uh, so I would expect that'll be another three points for the Dons. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think this is set up to be this is, this is set up to be quite a nice game on Saturday. Yeah, um, it should be. I think, um, as you say, Hearts have gone clear in third place now. Eight points clear of Kelly. Looking pretty much nailed on now for that third place. Um Four wins in five. Massive win last night. I think 2-0 down at half time. Tynecastle wouldn't have been uh, <laughs> in good spirits, but yeah, what, what a huge, huge turnaround. And that, that kind of win just gives you so much confidence, gives you such a, a boost going into the next game. And, and, and just that extra day's rest as well um, before um, before Aberdeen at the weekend with Aberdeen playing tonight. I think it makes a big, a big difference. Um, this game at the weekend... I think Hearts are a good price. I think two point two is a decent price. Five to four. Five to four, David. Um, five to four. Five to four. Yeah. Um, but uh, even better than that, you can get Hearts to score two goals um, for two point three seven. And I think that's 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 something worth taking on. It's something I'll I'll definitely take on. Uh, the last time Aberdeen won at Tynecastle was um, May the seventh, two thousand and seventeen. Wow. So it's a long time since Aberdeen went to Tynecastle and got a win. They have had a couple of draws since then, but in the main, it's been Hearts, Hearts picking them off. Um, some 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 big wins in that two 0 five 0 five two. Um, they've had some some really good wins at home to Aberdeen. Because their place Aberdeen don't enjoy going and. Yeah, I think two point three seven for Hearts to score two goals looks uh, looks really solid. Yeah, and Greg three goals scored last night. None of them by Lauren Shankland, who actually missed a penalty as well. Unbelievable, wasn't it? Mm. One man team not required last night. As David said, that was a massive win last night. Hearts typically would have never come back from a two 0 deficit at half time, but they show great character to come back. And yeah, absolutely, they are nailed on now for for third place. As David said, this is a fixture that's quite interesting. Um, definitely feisty. There's been 35 cards in the last six matches between the sides. So there's definitely no love loss there. It's a full house at Tynecastle on, on Saturday. And unbelievably, as David pointed out, no away win for Aberdeen since 2017. But ultimately as well, the away side have not won this fixture since 2017. So in the last 16 matches, the away side has never triumphed in any of those 16 games. Mm which is a remarkable record. Also, there's been two or more goals scored in, in each of the last 18 games, which is a, something I really like the look of. And the home side, which will hopefully support David's bet as well, have scored at least two goals in 16 
of those 18 matches. So everything points to goals here for me. I, I think Aberdeen will score, but uh, I do agree with David that Hearts to score too looks a great shout. In terms of my bet for this game, I'm um, taking the Asian line that I shared on Monday. Over two and two and a half match goals. I'd be stunned if there wasn't at least two goals in this match. So half stakes back and a 19-20 winner if there's three goals in the game. Yeah, and I think what backs that up is um, the likes we've got Shankland, we've got Miofsky at the other side of the pitch as well. So plenty of goal scoring uh, firepower on the pitch as well. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll probably see cards as well. It should be a cracking game. Yeah, look forward to it. Okay, so over two and a half slash, sorry, over 2.0 slash two and a half goals for you, Greg, at 19 to 20 and two or more hearts goals for yourself, David. Okay, let's have a look at Kelly v Hibs. Uh, Kelly are on a terrific run at the moment. Greg, six without defeat uh, before they had a loss at Ibrox. They had a good win at Dundee in the Cup last week. Two very, very early goals for them. Uh, And I see they've added Greg Stewart to the squad as well. He's back at Rugby Park, having had a, a stint over in India uh, as well. Uh, Hibs, they play Rangers tonight. Not not in the best of form, Greg. Straight past four for last week, which I know you weren't particularly happy about. No, I think that was pretty embarrassing last weekend. They missed the first half penalty at four for. Okay, they got the job done, but for a team that's been sunbathing in Dubai for the last seven days, to come back and only beat four for one nil was just ridiculous. But I think for Hibs, I, I just can't quite work Hibs out at the moment. They just don't have any consistency about them at the moment either. And they're not in a great run of form, as you say. Otherwise, look at Kilmarnock. Uh, Derek McInnes, manager of the month for December. Just one defeat in eight. Six to five for Kilmarnock, 12 to five for, for Hibs. What I would say, though, and it's not to take anything away from Kilmarnock, I think the budget that uh, Derek McInnes has in terms of the players he's brought in uh, just shows how well backed he's been by the Kelly board. And I know uh, David Martin, David Livingston, loves a chat about budgets. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in terms of Kilmarnock, they've, they've probably got one of the bigger budgets in the league outside the top big five clubs from the city. So uh, maybe I'll say Dundee. But that said, great season for Kilmarnock. Well in line for, for top six. I wouldn't back against them at home. Very, very strong at home. Yeah. And Hibs for me are just so inconsistent. And I think for me, over 1.5 match goals here, just a shade below 1-2, to is probably the best bet to take. And I'm doubling that up with a, a goals bet from the St. Johnson v Motherwell match. Yeah, we'll get to that shortly. Um, David, very hard to back against Kilmarnock up at home these days, regardless of who's the visitors. Yeah, it's, and I think this one smacks of Hibs having a right good court Rangers tonight, maybe losing a late winner, losing 2-1. Go, going to Kelly and being absolutely horrid and losing through now. It's, that's what it smacks off. Um, yeah, I just I can't see I can't see them getting. It's really difficult to get up for a game like Rangers and then three days later going to Kelly. Plastic pitch, uh, <laughs> plastic pitch. Um, probably not very nice windy day down in Kelly. And uh, yeah, just I uh, can't see anything other than than have struggling there. Yeah, I don't think the weather's to be great uh, at Kelly on Saturday. I've uh, I've got a fixture there myself on Saturday morning, which I'm not looking forward to at 10 a.m. Uh, I'm glad you were still playing it. No, well, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wish I was. It's the wee man that's playing down there, so uh, it's going to be a windy one on Saturday. So, yeah, difficult conditions potentially, but yeah, Kelly at 65, probably look the bet there. Uh, Greg, let's have a look at the other half of that double then, um, and it's at St. Johnson v Motherwell. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be probably not a classic, Greg. Is that fair to say? Is the well, no, I'll t- take that back. I, th- I think games between Motherwell and Saints in Perth tend to be pretty decent affairs in terms of goals. There always seems to be goals when these two sides meet. Obviously, St Johnson last weekend, the way to Airdrie were absolutely dire. A really, really poor performance. Airdrie were by far the better team last weekend. And obviously, Saints playing tonight against Aberdeen. So, so keen to see how that pans out. But that doesn't really impact my thoughts on Saturday's game. I think we'll see at least two goals. Motherwell struggling too. Lost a lot of key players in the window. Uh, Calum Slattery's out for the season with a serious knee injury. I think the boy went back to Arsenal on loan. They brought Andy Halliday in. I don't know how that's going to pan out. Um, I don't know how much he played at Hearts this season. But yeah, Motherwell look like a team similar to St Johnston are going to be struggling at the bottom end alongside potentially, well, definitely Livingston. And it's looking like Ross County as, as well. So quite a big game here for both clubs mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. But I, I do think there'll be goals. We've kind of improved a lot under Levine at home and picking up quite a lot of our points at home this season. But Motherwell can't keep a clean sheet and they, they are generally pretty good for a goal as well. So over 1.5 goals in this game as well gives us a nice um, double. Alongside Kelly, over 1.5 goals in that game too for an 11-10 to 10 double. Yep, uh, just one win away from home all season for Motherwell. David, um, as Greg says, have lost some talent in the squad. They've added Sam Nicholson, quite an interesting addition to the squad. Ex-Hearts player who's got over 100 MLS games under his belt. Andy Halliday, as Greg says, and Adam Montgomery in from Celtic as well. So a wee bit of transition in the squad. Yeah, and I think it's a tough game for them going to St Johnson. I think St Johnson. They've had a tough wee run. Um, they've gone to Aberdeen, they've been at Levy, they've been at Kelly and they've been at Rangers. So I think they'll be happy to get back to McDermott Park. Been a while uh, since they played a league game at McDermott Park now. So I think they'll be uh, keen to get back and get back to winning ways. They they've need, I think they need a win. Uh, I think they need a win this weekend. And unless well, they might they might win. A, oh, they're playing the home home Aberdeen tonight, aren't they? So then yeah, couple of couple of home games, chance to chance to get some some points on the board. And I think uh, Mother was a right good opportunity for them. Just on yeah. tonight's game against Aberdeen, I know this will probably go out around about the time when the match is kicking off. But we scored one goal in our last seven home games versus Aberdeen. There's been six goals scored overall in the last seven games with Aberdeen, and Aberdeen have won the last seven, won five of the last seven games one 0 So expect a, a scabby one 0 Aberdeen win tonight. <laughs> yep, eleven to two. That is Greg. Eleven to two. Get your money on it. Um, yep. Okay, so recap that double for us, Greg. So Kilmarnock v Hibs and St Johnson v Motherwell over one point five match goals double at eleven to ten. Okay, talk. Uh, okay, last game in the Premiership is Livingston v Dundee. Livingston are now six points adrift at the bottom. Uh, good win for them last week, Greg. They came from behind to beat Wraith in the Cup, and I just wonder if this is maybe them starting to turn the corner. They could certainly do with some points on the board in the league table as well. Well, hopefully not. Uh, hopefully not. That's not the case. I, I think people probably were jumping on the Wraith bandwagon a little bit last week. And when you looked at the, the Scottish Cup fixtures, that Livy Wraith game definitely stood out as a potential shock. But Wraith aren't in great form at the moment. Just one win in seven now, I think it is, or six for them. So huge win for Livy last week. Massive confidence boost coming into this game against Dundee's side, who will be, again, pretty devastated to have led 2-0 last night away to Hearts and to, to have 
ended up leaving the capital with nothing. I think Dundee have got a very good squad. They've um, they've recruited well again in January. I know they've uh, I've said a lot about Curtis Main signing for um, for Dundee, but they're definitely spending money. Dundee have got a massive squad to be fair, and I can see them going to Limerick and leaving with at least a point in this match. Libby's home form is being really poor, winless now in thirteen in the league. And that's the reason why they're currently six points adrift with a worse goal difference. So you're potentially looking at um, a seven-point gap at the moment. And these are the sort of games, Olivia, you really need to start picking up points in. Yeah, yeah, especially at home. Uh, I tend to agree with you about Dundee. I think they have got a very good squad by all accounts. They played really well in the first half last night and a few tactical changes kind of changed things um, in Hearts' favour at uh, Tynecastle. David, are you fancying a bit of Dundee at 31-20 to 20 on Saturday? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'd probably leave that just with the way they lost the game last um, and also just for that Livia win. I know Wraith might not be in great form but to beat Wraith that will give him a, a, a bit of a boost and then being at home as well I just think it's probably probably best to leave that alone Okay, uh, Greg you do have a bet in this one for us, have you a bit of a bet builder? Yeah I've taken the safe approach obviously Dundee can be backed at 31 to, to 20, just over 6 to 4 but an angle I look is the, is the bet builder, I don't see Dundee losing this match and I think Dundee can get on the score sheet Coupled up with four Dundee corners, it pays 11 to 10. So it's a, a nice little bet builder for me. So Dundee over 3.5 corners, Dundee double chance, and Dundee to score uh, 11 to 10 with bet 365. Okay, so we've got plenty of bets in the Premiership this weekend. We'll recap them shortly at the end of the podcast. Uh, don't think we've got much in the Championship, but let's have a wee look, a uh, quick run through some of the games there. Uh, Dundee United and Wraith Rovers both top of the table on 44 points. Dundee United have got a game in hand. They're at home to Dunfermline this weekend. David, where Dundee United have been a wee bit iffy at home. They've only won half of their games at Tanadice. Um but Dunfermline, they've not won in the last five in the league. And this looks like a game that Dundee United should win pretty comfortably. Yeah, it's a strange one that like their away form's been outstanding and their home form's been pretty pretty average, um, if you say they're at the top of the league. But okay, yeah, they've only conceded 10 goals this season, Dundee United, in, in 20 games. And I just can't say anything other than a home win this weekend. Dunfermline struggling. And uh, Dundee United now probably looking to put the foot down in, in the title race and, and put Wraith out of sight in the next few weeks. Yeah, and they've added uh, Wallerspoon and Grieve, Dundee, uh, Greg, Dundee United have, uh, which, which look, look two good additions to the squad. Well, I think if you're ever adding a double cup winner to your squad, then that's always <laughs> going to help. <laughs> I have to get that in there. Dundee United with 13 to, uh, 3 to 10 on Saturday, I think it's a ridiculous price. As you, as you both called out, Dundee United have only won five of their ten home games. But they are playing a Dunfermline side who are really struggling. So Dundee United will get the job done here. Maybe Dundee United will actually perform well at home and score a few goals. But I, I do agree that they can definitely kick on and probably by the end of February, start of March, be well at sight of, of Wraith Rovers for this one. But yeah, it's a very short price for Dundee United, 3-10. to 10. Yeah, speaking of Wraith Rovers, Greg, eh, we've kind of touched on how they were winning games, you know, an injury time wasn't sustainable. Eh, they've now just won one in five, including that defeat at Livingston last weekend. Eh, I don't want to say their bubble has burst, but they need to start regaining some of that form after they stay on the, the coattails of Dundee United, I think. 
Yeah, definitely. Especially at home against an Inverness side who, who've lost David Witherspoon uh, as well. So I, I just think 45 for Wraith, probably a fair price. Uh, we've called out the seasons, especially in recent weeks, Wraith conceded a lot of goals. We were, we were on Queen's Park to score against them um, yep. two weeks ago. Uh, Queen's Park won that game. Is it 2-1? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 2-1. So I think there's four or five teams in the championship who've actually conceded less goals than Wraith, which is a big surprise for a team joint top in the league. Inverness definitely capable of going there and scoring. I just think we lack a bit of firepower Inverness. Over 2.5 goals is 17 to 20. But I think 4-5 in Wraith's probably a fair price and you maybe expect them to get back to, to winning ways. Okay, bear with me here, David. Uh, Wraith Rovers are 45, Inverness are 14 to 5. However, I know they've not, not been great for them. They've gone to Partick Thistle and got a draw. They were then held by an informed Morton side, who are arguably the informed side in the Championship at the moment. Uh, they were badly beaten at Airdrie, which was probably their worst result. They then had a good win at Air. They lost a really late goal against Indy United, and then they've won quite comfortably against Broomhill. So, although on paper Inverness look as if they're a wee bit out of sorts, they're not too far away considering some of the performances and results that they've been putting in. And I just wonder yeah. if I just wonder if Wraith Rovers will be vulnerable. You know, yeah, I think they're season. definitely vulnerable. Um, they've lost three in a row, uh, two in the league, one in the cup. Um, yeah, I think they're definitely vulnerable. Inverness, they don't score a lot of goals. They're the lowest scoring team in the league, second lowest scoring team in the league. Sorry, um, with twenty three, um, but they've only conceded twenty five. So. Yeah, I mean, not too bad defensively. Um, so I think they'll go to Wraith. They'll try to keep it tight and, and try and try and pick them off. Um, yeah, Wraith are definitely vulnerable. I think they they're, they're right rightfully favourites, but um, but I definitely wouldn't be backing them this weekend at uh, odds against. Yeah, just seems like a wee bit of a short price. Um, an interesting game should be at Queens Park. They play Air United two wins on the bounce for Queen's Park under Callum Davidson Greg up against Scott Brown's Air United he's the new gaffer at Somerset Park yeah both managers um, leading the silverware Callum Davidson with two cup his <laughs> name as, as, as a manager and um, Scott Brown obviously won what 30 trophies at Celtic maybe more <laughs> during his time there really interesting appointment for him a few question marks around where Scott Brown expects to take here mm. in in that league, they're not a big club here in in the championship. In comparison to you know, Dunfermline, um, even Wraith, and I guess obviously definitely Dungeon United. So, be interesting to see what kind of his remit is for for this season, maybe to get to the playoffs and and, and beyond. But it should be a really fascinating game. Queens Park, what a start for them under Calum Davison two weeks ago uh, at Wraith Rovers. Three points, a huge three points for them. Air played last night in quite atrocious conditions at Somerset Park. I really don't understand why that match was on mm. and the Sterling Albion v Montrose match was off. But by all accounts, I think here we're looking to benefit from the fact that our both had quite a few people missing and a few injuries. And they won 2-0 last night. So both coming into it off the back of wins in the league. Both are 6-4 to four to win the match there or thereabouts. So really difficult game to call. I might have fancy Queen's Park prior to last night and to Scott Brown being appointed, but that, I've kind of totally turned back on that now. And I think for me, goals is probably the best angle in, in this match. 
Yeah, it should be an interesting one. Uh, Presumably, is it Leicester Hamden in the back at Leicester Hamden? Um, would you would you make an appointment at Scott Brown at here, David? Sorry, well, uh, yeah, I think I think it was an interesting point about um, what Scott Brown's remit is it here. Uh, like, what what do they want? Like, it's really difficult to progress as a as a club. Like, do you just want to hang about the championship? Um, it's, it's a difficult. It's a difficult job. Like, what 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 it's quite hard to define and for a guy, young guy like Brown wanting to, to, to kick on in management it's a really difficult job to, to impress I would have said mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, yeah just just on that both teams to score it and this one looks like a, a really good part of a part of a double that's for sure yeah it'll be interesting to see what moves Scott Brown makes uh, before the end of the transfer window I know he took two or three youth players down to Fleetwood with them from Celtic so it'll be interesting to see um, if any of them make their way down to Air United as well but yeah should be an interesting one uh, in Glasgow on Saturday um, what else we've got we've got Airdrie v Partick Thistle Greg I know you were quite impressed with Airdrie on Saturday when you seen them yeah, they were really good, and I'm not just saying that because they outplayed us, but as well as playing a lot of really good football, really, really aggressive, they were first at every ball. The surface actually uh, is decent for a plastic pitch, so no complaints on, on that front. I know there's not a lot of love lost between Airdrie and Patrick Thistle fans as as well, so this should be a cracking game. Airdrie currently occupy, I think, well, they were fourth until last night. I think they're still fourth, Airdrie, in that last playoff spot in the league. Thistle, pretty much no man's land, really. They're not going to catch United or Wraith, but they're way ahead of, of Airdrie, and they can push further ahead in this match. Would not be back in Thistle, despite their great win last weekend. Airdrie at home, as we know, very, very strong. Again, I think this has probably got goals. Look about it, and over 2.5 goals pays 4-5. to five. I know David's got an angle on the goals front, but yeah, I think goals is probably the best approach here. Yeah, David, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm the same as Greg. I think I think uh, it's difficult to back Thistle away from home, especially at Airdrie, who are one of the better home teams in the league. And uh, yeah, both coming in in good form. Um, I just think I think it's a game of goals. I think it's another team, another game of both teams to score. And I think the both teams to score double in the QP game and in the Airdrie game uh, pays 2.51, and that's two games that are quite. They get on for the for uh, both teams to score. Yeah, indeed. Um, last game in the championship we've not touched on is Morton v Arbroath. I think it's just seven games ago, Morton were actually below Arbroath in the table. Uh, Morton have gone an incredible run of ten without defeat, uh, and now pushing on for a kind of place in the top half of the table. Morton are eleven to twenty. Greg, I don't think we'd have seen that price seven or eight weeks ago. No, not at all. They're actually eight to thirteen this morning, so they've, they've shortened a little bit, and understandably so, especially with Arbroath playing last night and kind of shortened numbers. It seems to be the norm actually within certainly the Premiership and the Championship that clubs go on these runs. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be any well consistency of being rubbish of consistency of being good. There's no <laughs> win-win, draw, lose, win, draw, lose, win. It's very much I'll go on a, a fifteen-match losing run or un, unbeaten run. Yeah. And Morton are, are doing that at the moment. They're in great form under Dougie Emery. Uh, they're probably a bit lucky to have not have won against Thistle in the league a couple of weeks ago. But a, a very professional 2-0 win at home to Montrose last week. And yeah, they'll have their backers on, on Saturday at that price. Yeah, David's I think, just... I think what that shows you is is how much confidence plays a part in, in this 
level of football, particularly. Like, it's a very much, much a muchness between all the teams. Like a lot of the players, there's not not a lot of quality gap in the teams in the championship, especially between like fourth to tenth. Um, yep. So I think when you like when you start winning games, you can go on these runs, and if you start losing games, you can go on the opposite type of runs. Just because you do, all the teams are very similar. Uh, so yeah, when you get a team like Morton going on a good run, it's probably good to to get behind them. Yeah, and these two definitely feels like two teams going in opposite directions, don't they? Yeah, our both are our both are going back to I think to where probably yeah. where they belong, kind of League One level. Oof. Yeah. Get the daggers out for David. They are both fans. <laughs> I don't think that's been too disrespectful, is it? No, They're I think he's absolutely right. Just above their weight for a while. Okay, let's have a wee look at League One. Don't have too much in League One, but let's have a quick run through the fixtures. Uh, Falkirk still out in top there, Greg, but um, I guess you could call it a surprise defeat uh, Bonnie Rigg last week, which followed a 2-2 draw with Edinburgh City. Now, I've seen prices of about 55-1 to 1 on Edinburgh City uh, that weekend, but it took a, a 94th minute equaliser or something for Falkirk uh, to, to leave there. Well, it was a shambles well. of a penalty, wasn't yeah. it? It was an absolute yeah. shambles uh, of a penalty. Horrendous. 50-1 you were getting on Edinburgh City. We've been quite vocal that the bookies have totally lost the plot with some of these prices. We'll touch upon Edinburgh City in a minute, but for Falkirk, obviously deciding that the league's more important, uh, <laughs> the chuck, the Scottish Cup last week at Bonnie yeah. Rig. First defeat uh, since July. Yeah, and they're playing Alloa, who are in decent form, to be fair. Two to five is a bit short for me. Uh, Alloa are on their best run, I think, since 2020, maybe, 2021, in terms of uh, without a loss. I think it's six or seven games now without a defeat for Alloa. So two to five, a bit short. But one team I do like the look of in terms of being a banker has to be Hamilton at home to Montrose. Now, Hamilton have brought in Jake Hasty. Remember him? Yes. Do you? <laughs> so Jake Hastie was at Motherwell, what, 2019, went out on loan to, I think it was maybe Hamilton, no, somebody else actually, done really well, came back from loan in January, had a really good spell, maybe three-month spell, where he played maybe 15 games, then went to Rangers and obviously never played a single second of first-team football for Rangers then, it's just been kind of lost a lost soul, really, over the last three or four years. He's been at uh, Hartlepool in League Two. No, Conference, sorry, the, the National League. And he's back at Hamilton. So, really exciting to see how he gets on there. This is an opportunity for him to kind of kickstart his career in, in Scotland. But even better than that, Hamilton have brought in Mackenzie Kirk, who is Andy Kirk's son, Andy Kirk's the St Johnston um, assistant manager. Now, nice. Mackenzie Kirk has scored over 20 goals now for Hearts B in the Lowland League. So really interesting to see how he'll get on in the in League One. But for me, Hamilton are probably stronger now than they have been mm-hmm. um, all season in terms of their squad. And I think they're head and shoulders above Montrose. So 2-5 to five for, for Hamilton, I think, is uh, definitely worth backing as part of your Acker. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how Falkirk respond to those uh, two recent results, David. Yeah, I mean, obviously that Edinburgh one was a shambles. It's probably one of those games they've got into just expecting to roll them over and not turned up in the first half, basically. Um, yeah, they just uh, they, they just need to get out of the league and, and the cup. If, if, if the cup's going to get in the way, then it's probably best to be out of it. They've been stuck in League One for, what, four or five years now? They need to, forever, they need David, to get out. Forever, David, forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since, since uh, I left. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, this weekend, Aloha, as you say, 
Uh, Aloe in good form, um, and they've they've scored in each of their last four games. Home to Falkirk, Falkirk not exactly bulletproof uh, defensively recently. Obviously lost a couple of goals to Falk, uh, to Edinburgh City last week, and I'm going to have Aloa Aloa to score one at least one goal as part of a a double this week. Yeah, this is your uh, newfound favourite bet, David. My new niche. Yeah, it's been it's been great. I've been tra- trawling around the leagues of Europe looking for teams that I think might score against the uh, against heavily fancied opposition, and it's been paying off massively in the last few weeks. It has the the WhatsApp group has been a joy. As you said, sent through, sent through your winning bet slips is, is always yeah. great to see. Um, yeah, so Aloha is one of them. We've got one in uh, League Two, which we'll come on to in a second. Greg, we touched on Edinburgh City. I think the last time we recorded a podcast, we gave uh, Neri's toe poker uh, a shout because he keeps track on all the ins and outs in Scottish football. I've had a look today and I think the count is now at 29 players who have left Edinburgh City uh, this transfer window. Nine in. So this is a completely new team that we're talking about uh, and that's maybe reflected in the price this weekend where they are just I say just 15 to 2 to win at Annan compared to prices of we've, well, we've seen them 25s 33s 50s in the last few weeks yeah 100% I, I think what you have to ask as well is that a lot of those players that left Edinburgh City were they any good I know it sounds like oh my god they've lost nearly 30 players but it looks to me as if they've actually brought in some quality over quantity in terms of the boys they brought in, they're bringing in guys from the Premiership and loan. So some young players from Aberdeen, Hibs and some Championship clubs as well. So, yeah, there's no 50-1 this week because they're away to Annan. But they are just above 7-1. to Edmund City to score, I think is 4-6, to six, which I think is a great price. Annan can't keep a clean sheet. Annan, other than Edmund City, are probably the poorest team in that league. Came up last season, probably about their depth. So I, I think... 15 to 2 is actually quite interesting as a price. Be interesting to see what they are away to other clubs as the season goes on in the city. But 4 to 6 to score a goal. Yeah. David might be all over that potentially. There'll be other clubs in maybe League 2 as well. But yeah, I'm not going to back this one, not at the moment. But 4 to 6 for Edinburgh City to score, I don't think it's the worst price given the fact they've scored 2 against Falkirk, 2 against Cove, 2 against Hamilton. Um, they're scoring goals at will, really, and they can score against Annan. Yeah, I mean, they've scored in each of the last seven games, Edinburgh. Yeah. You know, despite those those huge prices. Um, is that one you'd picked out, David? Uh, it's definitely one I looked at. I'm just a little bit worried about, yeah, the turnaround is, is mm-hmm. huge. They've lost even more. I think there was a couple of, like, experienced guys, like Liam Fontaine and, and uh, Ben Sterling were still there, and they've gone this week now as well. So, yeah, it's, pro- yeah, it's a difficult one. But, I mean, yeah, they... they They've brought in some what looks like talented players. It's just whether or not they're, they're good enough. I've seen seen plenty talented young players head down to the lower leagues and uh, and uh, yeah, not look very good. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, anything else in League One before we move on to League Two? Nope, not for me. Oh, okay, that's where we look at League Two. Let's jump quickly to Spartans v Clyde. David, I know this is a game where. Uh, yeah, one of your favourite bets <laughs> now yeah. is to back a team like Clyde to score in this game. Yeah, I mean, Clyde, Clyde look like a right good price to score. I think they're one about 1.57 or 1.6 to score. Um, and although they're still bottom of the league and they've only won two games this season, um, they have been scoring goals recently. Um, they drew 1-1 Reese 5 last week, um, or two weeks ago, sorry, in the league. Uh, beat Bonnerig 3-2, lost to Steny 2-1. 
drew four forward than Barton. Uh, lost at Peterhead 2-1, so plenty of goals coming um, against the Spartans team who are in good form, um, apart from the defeat to Steny last time out. But yeah, quite to score. Part of the double with Aloha. Um, it pays, pays um, 2.35 for the double for both of them to score one goal. Yeah, I'm part, well on that this week. Yeah, uh, and uh, bottom of League 2 there, Greg, certainly starting to see a few wee signs of recovery under Ian McCall for Clyde. Absolutely. Uh, I think we've been championing Clyde on on the channel anyway over the last two or three weeks on the basis that they are scoring goals. And as Dave has rightly pointed out, they're scoring goals at good prices. I think the bookies are very much underestimating Clyde's ability to get a goal. And I think that's just laziness, really, from the bookies. But we're more than happy to lap that up. I know Clyde are bottom, but they've scored in nine of the la- their last 10 games. And I think that they would work away from scoring against Aberdeen in the Cup last Friday. So I don't think they're down and out yet. And four to seven to score in the League Two for any club, let alone a club scoring goals, is a fabulous price. And again, that four to seven, we've highlighted quite a few shorter priced um, bets this weekend. I think Celtic Corners at four to nine, Hamilton at two to five, and also Clyde to score at four to seven. So there's definitely um, an acre there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the top end of the table, Stenhouse Muir are, I think it's 16 points clear of Peter Head, who they play at the weekend. Stenhouse Muir kind of showed their quality last week, I suppose, a 1-0-1 over Spartans, who were threatening to um, move into that second place position ahead of Peter Head. 7-10, um, Stenhouse Muir, Greg? How, how did this happen? Time is <laughs> flying because I remember sitting here a couple of months ago saying, We've got a title race in League Two, three or four clubs involved, and every club's literally just folded away. Peterhead, Spartans, Dumbarton have all collapsed. Well, at the same time, Stenhouse Muir have gone from strength to strength and are on some just bizarre and incredible winning run or a run of points picking up, hence why they're so far ahead. Yeah, I don't think I'm trying to look back and see when they were last beaten. I think it might be as far back as August. Uh, yeah, they, they lost to Dumbarton, so it's just an incredible run that they've been on. And David. they beat St Johnson in the Cup, in the Betfred Cup as well, in the group yeah, as well at the start then, of the season. Yeah. So. The signs were yeah. there. The signs <laughs> were there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just been in incredible form. Uh, I don't see anything other than them winning the league now. and The rest of the teams are battling for the playoffs, but even the playoffs look pretty pretty nailed on with those three Peter yeah. Spartans and Dumbarton in the playoffs. One, one thing I did look at this week was Elgin. They won their last two home games. Against Peterhead 2-1, against Strenoir 2-1. They're a big price at home to Dumbarton this week, who have not won in four. I think they were, it was 4-5, the double chance for Elgin. Um, Dumbarton, who drew last week at Bonnereg, before that they lost at Peterhead, they lost at home East Fife. Drew with Clyde at home as well. Uh, it's a tough, tough trip going up to Elgin. Um, if Elgin are going to stay in the league, it's going to be the home form, and, and those last two wins at home... Uh, probably give them confidence that they could maybe get something off Dumbarton and yeah, four to five for the double chance looked like a decent price. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice show. I think we've got we've got a golden rule here on the on the podcast when it comes to League Two in Scotland, and that golden rule is Paul. Don't touch it. Well, <laughs> that is one of the rules. You don't touch sides away from home at odds on, and Dumbarton are seventeen to twenty uh, yeah. away to Elgin. I think they was found a really nice angle there on Elgin double chance. Yeah, and that possibly plays into your hands, uh, David, when you're talking about the confidence of teams lower down the leagues. You know, we've got Dumbarton side that's not one in five if you if you take into account the defeat against Rangers in the Cup as well. So, yeah, maybe not the worst out of that, that kind of price. Mm. 
OK, let's have a wee recap then of our bets for this weekend. Start with you, Greg. Yes, we're starting off on Saturday. Uh, Hearts at home to Aberdeen. And I'm taking over two and two and a half Asian goals at 19 to 20. So it's half stakes back if there's two goals. I've got an over 1.5 match goals double. So Hibs v. Command uh, v. Hibs and St. Johnson v. Motherwell. And that double pays 11 to 10. And I've also got a bet builder from Livingston v. Dundee. And that's Dundee double chance, Dundee to score, and over 3.5 Dundee corners. And that pays 11 to 10 also. And I've got two or three other bets from the Scottish Leagues uh, shared on the channel. Okay, David? Yeah, uh, also the Hearts-Aberdeen game for me. Hearts to score two goals at 2.37, or two or more goals at 2.37. And to the Championship, um, QP, Queen's Park versus Ayr, and Airdrie versus Thistle. Both teams to score double, pays 2.51. And League One, Aloha to score against Falkirk, and League Two, Clyde to score against... Uh, Spartans and that is the double pays 2.35 Yeah, good stuff and plenty of little nuggets in there on other games as well, Greg, this week Yeah, there's some really good angles there I think the first week back in the Premiership is always a bit daunting in terms of teams coming back but great to have a full car back and there's definitely some really nice um, short price teams across all four leagues yeah. Okay, don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter. David is at Weatherston 11 Greg is at Browning84. Greg, and if you're not already a member of his private channel on Telegram, you can find all the details on how to sign up there. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck. Have a good one.